0: What's up, everyone? This is Brian Briggs for another episode uh this podcast. It's been a couple months since I did one. I kind of fell off on the podcast thing, and we're focusing more on, like, YouTube show and stuff for a while. So, um, it's kind of hard to keep up with, like, a lot of stuff like that at once. So, I tried a lot of different things over the last years on social media, so... I've kind of figured out a couple of the ones that work best for me or the ones I like doing the most, and I think I'm just gonna kind of like hyper focus on those ones from now on. Uh, it's been really fun this year. You know, I opened my shop a little over a year ago now, and uh, I've been able to kind of more and more focus on like the kind of art I want to do and work with the kind of clients that I want to work with. And, uh, that's like, it's all thanks to, uh, basically a mentorship that I got from a guy named Daxton McClellan. And, uh, he basically showed me a different way to kind of market myself that I, I I guess like some of it, I uh, maybe understood from, you know, other courses I had taken that weren't related to like the tattoo industry, but, uh, he had a way of kind of like taking a lot of ideas from out of the industry and putting them into terms that work for, uh, people like us. So basically, um, there's like that, this old adage, you know, that people say, uh, in the tattoo industry, Like, uh, older guys will always tell you, let your work speak for itself. And uh, and that is like an old, I believe that's like a Sailor Jerry quote or something. But we live in a different day and age than good old Sailor Jerry did, you know. Uh, Back then, there was only a few guys really doing it. And I wouldn't call very many of the guys doing it. I wouldn't call their work. Necessarily, you know, there was more. It's more like markings. People were getting things that represented something very specific. You know, a time in their service in the military, or a gang they're in, or, or a name of their lover, or their mom, or uh, something like that. You know, really simple stuff back then. Still, really centered around the meaning of it, but the capabilities were limited on how to create the tattoo. So, fast forward to nowadays, there's specialist artists everywhere. Not just people that, uh I mean, let me rewind a little bit. Uh You know, throughout this time, it's went from one or two different styles, like, American or Japanese traditional to all kinds of styles now, you know, we have black and gray, um, realism, we have, like, colored por- people are doing crazy-ass colored portraits that look real, you know, uh, people are doing really amazing things with tattoos now, so, sorry, I'm walking my dog too, so, kind of keep that in mind, I guess, if you hear some weird noises or something. Anyways, uh, Nowadays, basically, for a long time, people would try to be well-rounded in all these styles, you know. But nowadays, everybody is kind of leaning towards specializing into um what they're best at. You know, I think that's the best thing to do in a, a market that's full of artists, right? Like, instead of everybody doing a little bit of everything and being decent, if we were all specialists, it would provide a better industry for the consumer and I think it would be more interesting for the artists themselves too so basically I think it's like important to uh, focus on that later on in your career you know when you're first starting obviously there's like a lot to learn from every style I think uh, every style has it's lesson and you know it's going to bring uh, a lot of knowledge. You know, wh- you want to be well-versed in and everything, kind of. Learn all those lessons and then really, you know, like I was saying earlier, hyper-focus on just the things that you're most interested in or best at. Sometimes it's not the same thing, unfortunately. Like, I've run into that, you know? Um, so, the way to curb that a lot of times is, like, you know, if... If you're not, if you're doing something as a hobby, you should be doing it for free, you know? If you're doing something hey, that isn't worth money yet, don't sell it, you know? So, every time I'm not sure about something, I just give them away for free, you know? Uh, I only sell the product I'm sure of, basically. So, if I'm working on something for myself, I want to get better at something that I'm interested in. I just do it out of the joy and the love, like, as a hobbyist. But I'm also a professional, you know? I'm not a hobbyist. So uh I only do that for the shit I'm really trying to learn. It's new and I've never tried before, you know? So, but it's a good way for somebody, you know, like, that's just starting if you're listening to this. Like, it's a good thing to keep in mind, you know? Like, are you a professional or are you a hobbyist? Um... Because if you're just learning it, you're a hobbyist, then you shouldn't be charging for your hobby, you know? Uh, Basically, you know, check the value of what you're basically selling, you know? Is it worth what you're uh, basically charging for it, I guess? It's hard to say, though. You know, a lot of factors go into that. Um, Basically, people just charge based on... uh, what other people charge really like in their area and they kind of those people just kind of uh make those rates arbitrarily and so i don't know where it comes from you know and, and i always had this mindset of like uh, not a mindset but i just had no clue really of uh how to properly price my art but honestly like i wasn't really focused on all that my whole focus, a lot of my career was just on the art itself, figuring out how to like produce a tattoo that I would be satisfied with. And uh when once once I got to that point and it took me a long time and I still struggle with that because um we're all like kind of perfectionists and we're our own like worst judge, you know, so I'm always trying to get better but uh you know, at a certain point I started to see that I needed to put some kind of value on it, some kind of number on it. So I basically did exactly what everyone does and just based my value off of everyone around me's value. And uh, at the time, that's probably what it was worth because I was only providing the same service that everyone else was providing, too. So uh, that's when I started kind of like really talking to this new mentor of mine and everything and he started uh kind of changing my mindset on things and I was doing a lot of things right I feel like uh I was doing a lot of things that uh, I didn't see other people doing that I that I was working with at the time and uh things that I did get taught you know in an apprenticeship but I just maybe it kind of like went over my head and And then realized how important it was because I did get to learn, luckily, from some really good people, persons. And, uh, they were like really good with business and art, you know? So, but they really pushed the art side on me because I think they knew that that's what comes first, basically. You have to have a product worth selling, you know? Um, but on the other hand, there's a lot of people out there that can sell a subpar product a million for like a million times more expensive than you know maybe someone that's like really good I don't know it happens in every industry you know like basically there's a fight between uh, quality and quantity on and, and everything so um you have to make a choice at a certain point i guess and uh how are you gonna how are you gonna market yourself how are you gonna sell yourself is it gonna be you know, like a, is it going to be a kind of shop? I mean, this is for shop owners mainly. I guess it's hard to say for people to, you know, work in a shop because you don't have as much say. But you could still market yourself and brand yourself, but it will kind of polarize you sometimes and make you like kind of uh, stand out. And people won't, if you start to get paid more than the guy next to you in the shop, you know, it starts to grow resentment and stuff. And that's... What's happened at, you know, shops out here that I worked at and stuff. And, uh, it doesn't feel good from either side, you know, but you got, you got to be, you got to know exactly what your goals are, you know, and you have to shoot towards those. I'm, I'm not planning on being a, you know, at the time I was doing a lot of walk-ins and, and a lot of stuff that basically I had done over and over and over again, you know, like the famous infinity sign or the feather that turns into birds and stuff, and I was starting to kind of, like, lack passion for what I was doing because I was just becoming, like, a a mill, you know, where we would bump out as many tattoos as we could every day and try to play the numbers game, and, you know, I've also felt just dry like at the end of the day it would be like uh 10 different people that i talked to and and uh 10 different people that i shared my story with and the other artist uh at the time i worked with would never talk to his clients or anything he would work with a lot of clients too and not talk to them though and uh i would kind of have the same conversation 10 times but so i couldn't help myself it's just how i am i can't i don't like my clients to have a bad experience, you know, so, uh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, though, it felt, like, cheesy, you know, like, I had kind of done the same thing so many times, had the same conversation, answered the same questions, I needed something more fulfilling, basically, so, I knew that eventually I was going to either have to go home, back to the shop that I love, the way they do things, or, uh, I was gonna have to open my own shop here. So, when I opened my own shop, I kinda started out just kind of like imitating what I knew and just doing the same kind of shit. Like I'd worked at five different shops before I opened mine and it was just kind of a combination of all the shit that I've seen that worked Uh, and it made money at first but I was drained and I was working six days a week and I was working a lot of hours and a lot of the tattoos, and my hands hurt, and my back hurt, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, fruitful at the time, you know, financially and stuff, and, uh, I made some stupid decisions and tried to fucking get involved with more than one business at the same time, and I just, uh, should have just really been really really focused on the tattoo business, you know, but So I lost a little bit of money on a side venture But it's okay because nothing like devastating or anything. So now I am back on track refocused and um not interested in working my fucking knuckles to the bone anymore so I've kind of taking a step back to look at like what uh, i need to do to uh keep my my body healthy and my mind healthy and keep myself happy and keep my family uh fed and keep you know saving money and keep fucking i don't know just having a good time but you know being a good dad and uh you know have a little extra Money to spend and go eat on the weekends. Stuff like that. That's, like, all I really want out of life. So, gotta realize, like, you know, uh what your goals are. You know, some people really need that Ferrari in the mansion. And I guess I just don't, you know. And, uh... But... But the thing is... Like, people are gonna come and they're gonna get tattooed. And... uh most of the time they're not really aware that uh, there's like a lot of different options when you get a tattoo you know so because out here kinda every, like I said like even when I opened my shop I kind of was offering the same prices the same uh, the same services the same experience you know so I could only expect the same results which would be just to add another competition to the market or whatever after taking this mentorship that I took, I changed my focus to starting to specialize in something. And uh I really took on cover-up tattoos. And I feel like I've gotten really clever with those. And uh a lot of times I'm able to do some really amazing shit with cover-ups. So it's really been... uh I don't know. With that, it was just like I was looking... What's the, I thought, I thought back in like, I thought, what is the one thing a tattoo artists hate doing? And what's the style that everyone else doesn't want to do? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check that out. Um, when I figured out it was cover-ups, I had already been doing them a lot. So, cause there's a lot of bad work walking around out here. So, uh, kind of just worked out as I thought about, what, what might be an untapped market out here I figured out you know people had cover-ups that would come in and, and you could still see right through it or it would be really a non-creative just like uh maybe they blacked out the whole arm to cover up a, a small tribal tattoo or something some really really interesting techniques and the people I had learned from were like cover-up masters so they had some really interesting techniques as well, but ones that worked really good. And uh, I kind of just built off of those techniques over the years and built my own cover-up style. So um the thing with cover-ups is, like, it's not always just one style that works for a cover-up, you know? So it's kind of a blend, a mixture of sorts. So... I like to use different elements of different styles, mix them together, do a lot of mashup styles and stuff. So I've kind of come up with my own unique thing over the last year or so especially. And I plan to really develop that even more over the next year. I'm looking for more people that really want that kind of stuff. And I'm also looking for more artists to join my shop that can specialize in their own styles too. So. Uh, I don't really know you know like Like if everything I said is going to be like Helpful or Interesting or whatever But it's all true and this is just My life you know I'm not trying to be faking and I'm not trying to Like put something out there that Isn't me so If you guys Enjoy hearing this kind of Stuff give me some feedback You know, if you want me to answer some questions or if you want to talk to me on the podcast, maybe we can do an episode together if you listen to this. Uh, Something like that, you know. Send me your questions. Send me your responses. Um, If you're interested in the mentorship, you're a tattoo artist, whether you're just beginning. If you're just beginning, I'd work on my skill sets first, you know. Because this is a mentorship that is for... A little more advanced artist but if you're a tattoo artist that's looking to book out a little further or focus on a particular style make more money off each piece instead of killing yourself all day uh, if you want to do all that or any of the stuff other stuff i've talked about then check out dax mcclellan on uh basically any social media site or savage tattoo mentorship, and uh, I'm sure he'll get you started on that, dude's really, really cool, I met him in New York City, uh, when I was at the tattoo convention, they invited me to come join them out there, and they treated me really good, and uh, every time I've had any experience with that dude, it's been really positive for me, and uh, basically, doubled he's doubled my income since I've met him, and, you know, I, of course, had to put the work in, you know? But this guy really put the information in my head, and got me motivated so if you're not uh a tattoo artist, you know uh still give that guy a follow or whatever, maybe you know tell him uh tell him in the comments that they found him for me or something Most <laughs> of we'll it's Sunday, so we're about to take some family pictures for the holidays, and then I'm gonna go eat some food. I'm thinking Mexican. There's only one place in town, Los Amigos, so I always get the chili Colorado. It's a little spicy, you know, so if you're not into that, don't get it. But if you are, oh, well, I sent you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, happy holidays. I'll try to do more of these more often. And, uh, like I said, shoot me any questions you got, maybe I'll answer them, or if you shoot me a message, I'm sure I'll message you back, you know? I always get back to everybody, so, thank you. Have a good day. What's up, everyone? This is Brian Briggs for another episode uh this podcast. It's been a couple months since I did one. I kind of fell off on the podcast thing and we we're focusing more on like YouTube show and stuff for a while. So um it's kind of hard to keep up with like a lot of stuff like that at once. So I, I tried a lot of different things over the last years on social media. So I've kind of figured out a couple of the ones that work best for me or the ones I like doing the most and I think I'm just going to kind of like hyper-focus on those ones from now on. Uh, It's been really fun this year. You know, I opened my shop a little over a year ago now. And uh, I've been able to kind of more and more focus on like the kind of art I want to do and work with the kind of clients that I want to work with and uh that's like it's all thanks to uh basically a mentorship that I got from a guy named daxon McClellan, and uh he basically showed me a different way to kind of market myself the i uh, i I guess like some of it i uh maybe understood from you know other courses I had taken that weren't related to like the tattoo industry but uh, he had a way of kind of like taking a lot of ideas from out of the industry and putting them into terms that work for uh, people like us. So basically, um, there's like that this old adage, you know, that people say uh, in the tattoo industry. Like uh, older guys will always tell you, "Let your work speak for itself," and, uh, and that is like an old. I believe that's like a Sailor Jerry quote or something. But we live in a different day and age than good old Sailor Jerry did, you know. Uh, back then, there was only a few guys really doing it. And I wouldn't call very many of the guys doing it. I wouldn't call their work art necessarily. You know, there was more, it was more like markings. People were getting things... That represented something very specific, you know, a time in their service in the military, or a gang they're in, or a or name of their lover, or their mom, or uh, something like that, you know? Really simple stuff back then. Still really centered around the meaning of it, but the capabilities were limited on how to create the tattoo. So, fast forward to nowadays... There's specialist artists everywhere, not just people that, uh, I mean, let me rewind a little bit, uh, you know, throughout this time, it's went from one or two different styles like American or Japanese traditional to all kinds of styles now, you know, we have black and gray, um, realism, we have like colored, people are doing crazy ass colored portraits that look real, you know, uh, people are doing really amazing things with tattoos now, so, sorry I'm walking my dog too, so, kind of keep that in mind, I guess, if you hear some weird noises or something. Anyways, uh, nowadays, basically, for a long time, people would try to be well-rounded in all these styles, you know, but nowadays, everybody is kind of leaning towards specializing into, um, what they're best at. know, I think that's the best thing to do in a, a market that's full of artists, right? Like, instead of everybody doing a little bit of everything, and being decent, if we were all specialists, it would provide a better industry for the consumer. And I think it would be more interesting for the artists themselves, too. So, basically, I think it's, like, important to uh, focus on that later on in your career. You know, when you're first starting, obviously, there's, like, a lot to learn from every style. I think uh, every style has its lesson, and, you know, it's going to bring a lot of knowledge. You know, you want to be well-versed in everything, kind of learn all those lessons, and then really... You know, like I was saying earlier, hyper-focus on just the things that you're most interested in or best at. Sometimes it's not the same thing, unfortunately. Like, I've run into that, you know? Um, so, the way to curb that a lot of times is, like, you know, if if you're not... If you're doing something as a hobby, you should be doing it for free, you know? If you're doing something that... that isn't worth money yet don't sell it you know so every time I'm not sure about something I just give them away for free you know uh, I only sell the product I'm sure of basically so if I'm working on something for myself I want to get better at something that I'm interested in I just do it out of the joy and the love like as a hobbyist but I'm also a professional you know I'm not a hobbyist so uh, I only do that for the shit I'm really Trying to learn it's new And I've never tried before you know So but it's a good way for somebody You know like it's just Starting if you're listening to this Like it's a good Thing to keep in mind you know like Are you a professional Or are you a hobbyist um, Cause uh If you're just learning it you're a hobbyist Then you shouldn't be charging for Your hobby you know Uh, basically you know, check the value of what you're basically selling, you know is it worth what you're uh, basically charging for it, I guess it's hard to say though, you know, a lot of factors go into that Um, basically people just charge based on uh, what other people charge, really, like in their area and they kind of, those people just kind of, uh think of those rates arbitrarily and so I don't know where it comes from you know and, and I always had this mindset of like uh, not a mindset but I just had no clue really of uh, how to properly price my art but honestly like I wasn't really focused on all that my whole focus a lot of my career was just on the art itself figuring out how to like produce a tattoo that I would be Satisfied with and uh when once once I got to that point and it took me a long time, and I still struggle with that because um we're all like kind of perfectionists, and we're our own like worst judge, you know, so I'm always trying to get better, but uh you know at a certain point, I started to see that I needed to put some kind of value on it, some kind of number on it, so I basically did exactly what everyone does, and just based my value off of everyone around me's value and uh, at the time that's probably what it was worth because I was only providing the same service that everyone else was providing too. So uh, that's when I started kind of like really talking to this new mentor of mine and everything and he started kind of changing my mindset on things. And I was doing a lot of things right, I feel like, uh, I was doing a lot of things that, uh, I didn't see other people doing that I, that I was working with at the time. And, uh, things that I did get taught, you know, in an apprenticeship, but I just, it, maybe it kind of like went over my head and, and I realized how important it was because I did get to learn, luckily, from some really good people, persons, and, uh, They were like really good with business and art, you know. So, but they really pushed the art side on me because I think they knew that that's what comes first. Basically, you have to have a product worth selling, you know. Um, but on the other hand, there's a lot of people out there that can sell a subpar product a million for like a million times more expensive than, you know, maybe someone that's like really good, I don't know it happens in every industry, you know, like basically there's a fight between uh quality and quantity on and, and everything, so um you have to make a choice at a certain point, i guess and uh how are you gonna how are you gonna market yourself how are you gonna sell yourself is it gonna be you know like a is it gonna be the kind of shop? I mean, this is for shop owners mainly. I guess it's hard to say for people to, you know, work in a shop because you don't have as much say, but you could still market yourself and brand yourself, but it will kind of polarize you sometimes and make you like kind of, uh, stand out and people won't, if you start to get paid more than the guy next to you in the shop, you know, it starts to grow resentment and stuff. And that's what's happened at, you know, shops out here that I worked at and stuff and, uh, it doesn't feel good from either side, you know, but you got you got to be you got to know exactly what your goals are, you know. And you have to shoot towards those. I'm I'm not planning on being a you know. I, at the time, I was doing a lot of walk-ins and and a lot of stuff that basically I had done over and over and over again, you know, like the famous infinity sign or the feather that turns into birds and stuff and I was starting to kind of, like, lack passion for what I was doing because I was just becoming, like, a a mill, you know, where we would bump out as many tattoos as we could every day and try to play the numbers game. And, you know, I've also felt just dry. Like, at the end of the day, it would be, like, uh, ten different people that I talked to and, and, uh, 10 different people who I shared my story with, and the other artist uh, at the time I worked with would never talk to his clients or anything. He would work with a lot of clients too and not talk to them, though, and uh, I would kind of have the same conversation 10 times so I couldn't help myself. It's just how I am. I can't... I don't like my clients to have a bad experience, you know? So, uh, yeah, like, at the end of the day, though, it felt, like, cheesy, you know? Like, I had... Kind of done the same thing so many times. Had the same conversation. Answered the same questions. I needed something more fulfilling, basically. So, I knew that eventually I was going to either have to go home, back to the shop that I love, the way they do things, or uh I was going to have to open my own shop here. So, when I opened my own shop, I kind of started to... Out just kind of like imitating what I knew and just doing the same kind of shit like I'd worked at five different shops before I opened mine and it was just kind of a combination of all the shit that I've seen that worked uh and it made money at first but I was drained and I was working six days a week and I was working a lot of hours and a lot of tattoos and my hands hurt and my back hurt and uh yeah it was pretty It was pretty uh, fruitful at the time, you know, financially and stuff. And uh, I made some stupid decisions and tried to fucking get involved with more than one business at the same time. And I just should have just really been really, really focused on the tattoo business, you know. But so I lost a little bit of money on a side venture. But it's okay because nothing like devastating or anything. So now I am back on track, refocused, and I'm not interested in working my fucking knuckles to the bone anymore. So I've kind of taken a step back to look at like what I need to do to uh, keep my, my body healthy and my mind healthy. And keep myself happy and keep my family, uh, fed and keep, you know, saving money and keep fucking, I don't know, just having a good time. But, you know, being a good dad and, uh, you know, have a little extra money to spend and go eat on the weekends, stuff like that. That's like all I really want out of life. So, gotta realize, like, you know, uh, what your goals are, you know, some people really need that Ferrari in the mansion, and I guess I just don't you know and uh, But But the thing is like people are gonna come and they're gonna get tattooed and uh, Most of the time they're not really aware that uh there's like a lot of different options when you get a tattoo, you know. So, cuz out here, and every like I said, like even when I opened my shop, I kind of was offering the same prices, the same uh the same services, the same experience, you know. So I could only expect the same results, which would be just to add another competition to the market or whatever. After taking this mentorship that I took, I changed my focus to starting to specialize in something and uh I really took on cover up tattoos and I feel like I've gotten really clever with those and uh a lot of times I'm able to do some really amazing shit with cover ups so it's really been uh I don't know, with that it was just like I was looking what's the I thought I thought back and like I thought what is the one thing a tattoo artists hate doing? <laughs> What's the style that everyone else doesn't want to do? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check that out. Um, when I figured out it was cover-ups, I had already been doing them a lot. So, cause there's a lot of bad work walking around out here. So, uh, kind of just worked out as I thought about what, what might be a untapped market out here. I, right figured out you know people had cover-ups that would come in and and you could still see right through it or it'd be really a non-creative just like maybe they blacked out the whole arm to cover up a a small tribal tattoo or something some really really interesting techniques and the people I had learned from were like cover-up masters so they had some really interesting techniques as well but ones that worked really good and uh i kind of just built off of those techniques over the years and built my own cover-up style so um thing with cover-ups is like it's not always just one style that works for a cover-up you know so it's kind of a blend a mixture of sorts so I like to use different elements of different styles, mix them together, do a lot of mashup styles and stuff. So I've kind of come up with my own unique thing over the last year or so especially. And I plan to really develop that even more over the next year. I'm looking for more people that really want that kind of stuff. And I'm also looking for more artists to join my shop that can specialize in their own styles too so uh i don't really know you know like like if everything i said is gonna be like helpful or interesting or whatever but it's all true and this is just my life you know i'm not trying to be faking and i'm not trying to like put something out there that isn't me so if you guys enjoy hearing this kind of stuff give me some feedback you know if you want me to answer some questions or if you want to talk to me on the podcast maybe we can do an episode together if you listen to this uh something like that you know send me your questions send me your responses um if you're interested in the mentorship you're a tattoo artist whether you're just beginning if you're just beginning I'd work on my skill sets first, you know, because this is a mentorship that is for a little more advanced artists. But if you're a tattoo artist that's looking to book out a little further or focus on a particular style, make more money off each piece instead of killing yourself all day. Uh, if you want to, you want to do all that or any of the stuff, other stuff I've talked about then check out Dax McClellan on uh, basically any social media site or Savage Tattoo Mentorship. And uh, I'm sure he'll get you started on that. He's really, really cool. I met him in New York City. And when I was at the tattoo convention, they invited me to come join them out there. And they treated me really good. And uh, every time I've had any experience with that dude, it's been really positive for me. And uh, basically doubled he 's doubled my income since i've met him, and you know I of course had to put the work in you know, but this guy really put the information in my head and got me motivated so if you 're not uh a tattoo artist, you know uh still give that guy a follow or whatever, maybe you know tell him uh tell him in the comments that. We found them for me or something. <laughs> Most of it is Sunday, so... We're about to take some family pictures for the holidays. And then... I'm gonna... Go eat some food. I'm thinking Mexican. There's only one place in town. Los Amigos. So I always get the chili Colorado. It's a little spicy. You know, so... If you're not into that, don't get it. But if you are... Oh, I sent you. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Happy holidays. I'll try to do more of these more often. And, uh, like I said, shoot me any questions you got. Maybe I'll answer them. Or if you shoot me a message, I'm sure I'll message you back. You know, I always get back to everybody. So, thank you. Have a good day.